You are now listening to The Real Enneagram, a podcast by the Institute for Conscious Being. To learn more about the Institute and its offerings, visit theicb.info. That's T-H-E-I-C-B dot I-N-F-O. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Joe Howell and Nanette Moodyum. Well, welcome back to The Real Enneagram. I'm Nanette Moodyum. I'm here with Dr. Joseph Howell, and we're excited to have you here today to discuss Becoming Conscious, our book series and our focus on that. This week will be on chapters 16 and 17. And we're excited today. I know you are too, Joe. Yes, because Nan Hornsby's here. Yes, we have a guest. And we're excited. Nan Hornsby is a senior faculty member with the Institute for Conscious Being. And she's also an ordained Methodist minister. And we thought it would be really special to have you come today, Nan, to speak with us about these two chapters. So say hello. Yes, thank you so much. It's wonderful to join in. Yeah, well, we're happy because we thought it appropriate looking at the new eyes and ears of the kingdom, which is what chapter 16 is about, and then chapter 17, the Beatitudes, that it only would be appropriate to have somebody who is a minister and maybe who could speak to the spirituality of these two chapters. And so, Nan, when you think about your own spirituality and how it's been impacted through the Enneagram, what would you say your experience has been? I think the Enneagram has helped put flesh and bones to these ethereal ideas that were out there. And they were warm, fuzzy sometimes and enriched my life, yes. But the Enneagram really helped to personify it, to bring it into real living, the daily life. And I mean that very much. It's a very much of an incarnation of these wonderful ideas have been incarnated in a new way. And the new eyes of the kingdom, I think the Enneagram has given me new eyes and ears to see and to hear scripture and ideas that I've known all my life. But now it's like I have a new lens in which to read a scripture, to understand these ideas, and to then live them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is beautiful because that's part of the message of the real Enneagram is that we know it goes beyond a personality typing system and that mixed with our own faith, whatever faith that might be, that we might find really a depth and a wisdom and an understanding of our own souls in a way that is new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that really struck me, particularly as, as I was reading again the Beatitudes, that are in the chapter there and the the wonderful way that that Joe has seen that each beatitude is paired so beautifully with an enneagram type a conscious type uh-huh it one it did help for me all of a sudden instead of it just being blessed or the meek i would would begin to see i know people who are twos who are healthy twos And if that's the the correct one, I would begin to see that's a real person living that quality out Uh that Jesus is saying, blessed are you in being humble, in being meek, 
in mm-hmm. being a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they weren't just ideas. Now, I really knew people who were living out those qualities as very conscious beings. That's a very interesting way to think about it because we're, that then we're talking about the reality. Yes. You know, that it's not a theory anymore or it's not just a Bible verse anymore. But I like that, that it's a human, that we're seeing the truth of it played out in real life. Mm-hmm. Yes. So your beatitude as an ego type nine, you've been blessed for being a peacemaker. Yes. Can you talk about that? Yes. And, and here's again where a new understanding came through for me. As an average or and then sometimes unhealthy ego type nine, peacemaking for me was trying to keep everybody calm, especially myself, just trying to avoid conflict. And that's not real peace. That's not the kind of peace uh, that Jesus, I think, was talking about. But as an integrated nine, as I move to my essence at three, then there's sacred action there so that I am actively involved in making and bringing about peace. And that's the transition there that the Enneagram helps us see. It's not peace that is done for shallow reasons, quick fix reasons. It's connected with our souls so that it is true peace that comes from the divine. Mm -hmm. And that takes seeing, there's that relationship back to seeing through the eyes of God. Now I'm beginning to see with those new eyes of the Spirit Mm -hmm. to understand peace in a different way. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I'd like to highlight in these couple of chapters is how Joe talks about presence. And what that starts to mean when we live out our lives really in presence. And that there is where new eyes and new ears really can be found. Can you talk about what presence and the practice of that has meant for you? Yes. A spiritual discipline of sitting in quiet and sitting in the silence helps me tap into my deepest self. And those are wonderful moments. (laughs) And it is a truly a discipline of practicing that and experiencing that so that then when I'm out in my daily life, I'm more awake and aware. Really, it's like trees are more vibrant. The sky is more blue. I'm seeing things more clearly. They've always been clear. They've always looked like that. It's just now I'm bringing a sense of settledness to the environment, a settledness within myself, even if chaos is going on around me, I can be that center. I can return to that center. Now, I certainly don't live like that every waking moment by any imagination, but with intentionality, I know I can go back to that place. I might use my breath to get there by settling back in with my breathing. If I know that I'm walking into a tense uh, situation, I might have a mantra that I take with me. Maybe it's scripture. Maybe it's just simply a, a short phrase that helps me return to my own settledness, quiet center. It might be a pebble that I hold in my hand to remind me to stay connected and grounded in the present moment. 
because our minds are off, you know, if we are not intentional, they're going to go off into what hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. or to what we messed up on before. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. start, particularly nines, can start daydreaming about the, ooh, what, mm-hmm. what would happen if, or maybe I could do this, or maybe it would be wonderful if I could just go to Hawaii right now. <laughs> we can just start, just start daydreaming. So finding those tangible ways of bringing us back to our own center. Mm-hmm. That always seems to be the challenge in most people's daily life to stay present. I mean, whether you're on a spiritual growth and development plan or purpose or not, it, we, we struggle to really stay present. And yet that's where the truth can be found. And that's where we begin to really change and grow. Joe has a wonderful line in chapter one that says, wonder when we begin to have these new eyes and new ears, wonder becomes our preoccupation. And I love that. So can you can you talk to me about wonder and what that means to you and how that's impacted your study of the Enneagram? Yes. Wonder for me is a state of openness, of being open. My eyes are open, my ears are open, but more importantly, my heart is open to what's happening right now. I think my heart begins to close down, my vision closes down, my ears close down when I'm preoccupied with what's going on in my head, when I'm trying to write the story that I want to be written, when I want to see what I want to see, when I want to expect what other people are are thinking and trying to anticipate. So to me, wonder has to do with almost a childlike innocence of being open. One of the the things that really struck me as I read the Beatitudes again, especially reading through Joe's chapter, was in comparison with, with oftentimes what happens in religion. In religion, we're given rules and we're told, you need to be this way. And if you fail to be this and to do that, then, oh, that, that's not good. That's bad. But what's going on here with Jesus's teachings in the Beatitudes is he is saying, you are blessed right here, right now. And that's such a different way to approach life with this sense of, yes, I am blessed. I am blessed as a peacemaker. And the more I stay connected with the divine, that's going to be lived out in my life. Jesus isn't passing out rules here. He's passing out blessings. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what a gift. What a gift that is. Mm-hmm. The other thing, when you put it in the context of Matthew, is that Matthew goes along with some action, and then you get this long discourse where all of these teachings are compiled in the gospel. And so here we have what we now know as the Sermon on the Mount. And so Jesus sits down to teach. That means I, as a reader, I'm the learner. I'm not expected to be perfect. I'm just expected to learn. And that's a beautiful place, both to know that I'm blessed and that I'm on this journey of learning. That sometimes gets missed, I think, in in our structured religious situations. Mm -hmm. We're expected to already be perfect. We're expected to already know it all. Mm -hmm. And that puts so much pressure on us. 
Here Jesus is saying, here, let me teach you and let me bless you. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful perspective to think about ourselves as being in the process of learning, to give ourselves the grace to understand and to come to the wisdom in time. Joe, what would you say about that? What what does that stir in your heart? Well, I love the way you put it, Nan, that it's a blessing bestowed by Christ on all the different nine personality types for going into the direction of their soul, mm-hmm. or to use Enneagram language, into the direction of integration. And that's the hardest thing. I mean, I know me, uh, I am an egotype six. My beatitude is, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. When I read that, it just pierced my heart. Because to be able to be integrated means I've got to face fear. And the antidote to fear is courage, which is the virtue of the ego type six. And courage and heart come from the same root word of Latin, core, which is heart. So my sense is, at least for me, Christ was saying, if you take courage, if you purify your fearful heart with courage, you will then see the obscured God that fear obscures for you. And it just made, I I started to say it just made sense, but that was just head. It was transformational Mm. for me to get that blessing in that way. Yes, that's beautiful, Joe. It really is. It brings the Beatitudes to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In looking at these historic scriptures of the Bible, and then bringing your awareness of the truth of the spirituality of the Enneagram, it really began to transform what you saw when you looked at the Bible. You understood mm-hmm. the Beatitudes in a way you hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. It was it was all there. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, studying the nine dilemmas of humankind, well, the Enneagram didn't make that up. They were dilemmas before the Enneagram was even thought of. Sure. And Christ knew this. Uh-huh. And all of the great teachers know this and write about these dilemmas. You know, you go back to the 23rd Psalm, and in it there are nine verbs in the Hebrew which mean are an act, action of God. There are nine that are actions of God. Mm-hmm. And before that, I would never have looked at the 23rd Psalm in terms of its verbs, in terms of what is the divine action here. And there are nine verbs in that small mm-hmm. passage in Psalms. Mm-hmm. So the entire Bible comes to life, like, as Nan said, it gives it a completely different lens to look through. The whole Bible, looking through that lens, 
makes it applicable to my daily life mm-hmm. as man said. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a beautiful spiritual journey, I think, for all three of us as we sit here and reflect on how these truths have impacted our lives in very practical, very tangible ways. Absolutely. Yeah. So Nan, just in closing, just would would you just share maybe how your own spiritual life has been transformed through the truths that maybe you've learned through the Institute for Conscious Being? Perhaps one of the most profound things is is knowing and trusting that I already have what I need within me. I don't have to seek a guru, a teacher, a church, a Sunday school class, the right book or the right prayer posture. It's found within. And oftentimes I think in the past, um, sometimes I was chasing after that. If I could just find, and the Enneagram just very quietly and simply points back to my very soul, my very essence, and says, you've got everything you need. Trust it. Well, we just thank you so much for being here today and for sharing with us and sharing your story with us. We thank you. It's a pleasure to work with you. Oh, it's such a pleasure to work with you all so much. And this has been such a fun conversation. Thank Thank you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for listening to The Real Enneagram, a podcast by the Institute for Conscious Being. To learn more about the Institute and its offerings, visit theicb.info. That's T-H-E-I-C-B dot I-N-F-O. The music for today's podcast was composed and performed by ICB faculty member Drexel Rayford. Thanks for listening today. We hope you liked what you heard. If you did, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this with your friends and family.